Wednesday, you all. Welcome back to another segment on Ready, Set, Real Estate. I'm feeling so pumped today because I get to share fantastic news, great information. So make sure you hit that share, that like, that subscribe button. That way you are not missing this information. So today we're going to talk about show me the money. Hello, show me the money. Everyone's always talking about buying something. What about helping me out? Help me out. So I'm here to help you out. Really, I am. I'm here to help you out and show you where the money, how to get the money. Today's episode, we'll be talking about closing cost assistance. Yeah, you didn't realize that. Not only in addition to your down payment that you have to save, you've got to bring an additional 2 to 3% to the table in order to close on your purchase. So, you know the, the, the rule of the show is press 1, let me know you're here. Press 2, lets me know you shared it. And chime in. Again, this is a live episode. And if you are live, we get to get into Q&A and interact together. And if you're not live and you're viewing this on the replay, make sure you hashtag replay down below. Okay. For those of you who are new to me, my name's Lisa Gillette. I'm super agent, also an active licensed California broker. I say active because that's the reason I did not go live at 11. I was actually working it out in the field. We put a new listing on the market in the in the beautiful Chesterfield Square area known uh, within the Park Hills Heights community. Got a couple listings coming up. So if you're an active buyer, listen, get at your girl. Give me a call. Give me a ring or a buzz. Let's see what we can do. Let's see if we can put it together and make it happen. Because aside from doing Ready, Set, Real Estate, yes, I'm actually live in the field, either training, teaching, selling, or buying real estate. Doing the fun, fun stuff. Okay. And what else? Shout out to those of you who are listening to the radio podcast everywhere. Hello, we are on radio podcasts everywhere. So what does that mean? You can say, Alexa, play Ready, Set, Real Estate, and she's going to bring bring us right on up. And you won't have to miss an episode. In fact, we are now on episode 149. Woo, that's a lot. We're putting a lot of work in here. A lot of work, a lot of terms, a lot of information, but great information great information. I give freebies away as well. I give goodies away. That's the great thing. Okay, so here's what I'd like to do. We are going to do this like presentation style. So I will share a slide with you uh, as long as my mouse decides it wants to work. So let me share that. Let's get this slide going. Slide view and uh, play from start. Wonderful share it's giving me some share from your computer oh I get to do I forget this thing does it all new way in the meantime hey if you haven't grabbed your uh, home buyer excuse me homeowner success playbook be sure to do that send an email to lisa at lasuperagent.com it's a great great guide talks about resources in the event that see it's one thing to talk about home ownership it's another thing to talk about retention that's where legacies are created so if you run into some oopsies oopsies some financial hardships someone dies you lose your job 
It's got great resources in there of whom you should be calling. You can call me, yes, me, of course. Uh, but there's also great resources with the local agencies and programs that are designed to help you, okay? Designed to help you. So send me an email if you do want this one. It's CFPB Homeowner's Guide to Success, lisa at lasuperagent.com. You can also send me uh, a message, text me, call 323-488-3265. Uh, while we're doing that, I'm checking to see if my... Slide is ready. Oh, it is wonderful. Ta-da! Ta-da! Ba-boom! Ba-doom! <laughs> Sometimes I know I have way too much fun. I have way too much fun doing this. So I want to say shout out to those uh, uh, first to the colleagues and members in the and the organization trade organization. This is California's trade organization to the bigger uh, national organization of National Association of Realtors, various organizations, and uh, I, you know what? I had a great great session uh, last excuse me yesterday. Uh, talking about just kind of the history is you know as, as there's a lot of information a lot of new things you can learn during the Black History Month and I learned something new about one of our local organizations I knew about the just kind of the uh, you know the, the the litigations or the the backstory I knew of the current stories I didn't know of the backstory be, between our local boards and just kind of a lot of what those early realtors and early real TIS and early real estate professionals uh, experienced before they were allowed to be members of these local boards and organizations. So it really, it really hits home when you do things like uh, share this information on this platform or, you know, on, on your radio podcast or when you're doing a local community events, you know, it, it really does hit home. So, I can appreciate when I hear people's history, uh, I can appreciate, you know, just kind of where where we are today versus where we are from back then. And um, one of these panelists talked about statistics. He said data. And I'm a data girl, too. And it's really interesting when I was hearing. See, you know, they talk about there's a couple things happening. You know, there's there's the realtor side and the real estate professional side. And then there's the buyer side or the seller side, the consumer side. One thing that hits home, and we we you can Google right what people make in terms of a career, right? What does a plumber make? What does a teacher make? And what was interesting that the data had shown that the average income for a realtor or real estate professional uh, was close to about the fifty-four, fifty-five thousand. But then more specifically, that was for a white real estate professional. For a black real estate professional, the average income or salary for the year, income for the year, is closer to 14000 Ugh. And if you're in a premium state like California, you are barely getting by if you're doing this as a career and a business. So all the more reason I'm pumped to continue to do my agent training. I, you know, I train, I, I'm a professional agent trainer and I run training sessions for the industry so that we are represented, right? So that we are connecting, we are doing the marketing, we are showing up for our clients, we we are reaching out to diverse groups because that that's a whole nother ball game. 
my theory in terms of this, in terms of how it's connected with homeownership for the underserved communities, that if you don't have representation, if we lose our realtor professionals or our real estate professionals of color who are licensed and who they themselves are part of that un underrepresented community, if we lose them, then everything else starts to crumble, right? It's a domino effect. That's my theory. Take it or leave it. That's my story, and that's what I'm sticking to, right? Hey, Glenda, she says, good evening. Yes, it is evening wherever you are. And attorney Tracy Saunders, she says, great. Welcome to the show. Love to have you. Uh, doing. I know she's doing great events, too. And so it, it's, it's that important for me to share this information and also empower my industry colleagues as well because they themselves may not be aware that there's some money out there for your buyers. In fact, I received an offer on one of my listings uh, Monday and the buyer is asking for a $10,000 closing cost credit. A $10,000 closing cost credit. So, if you're asking my seller to credit you $10,000 and you might be within this underserved community, we're going to talk about the criteria shortly. You may be eligible to get a grant for $10,000. Now, here's the thing. This is a true grant. Drop in the comments below, true grant. What does true grant mean? Because sometimes we think assistance and we don't realize this thing called subsidized money, silent money which you have to repay, it comes with all these chains, right? <laughs> In order to get it. But this is a true grant, Glenda's is truth. Uh, yeah, I, I do my best in catching up with your comments, but I love it. Just keep just keep firing up the chat in here. Thank you, true grant. Keep firing up the the chat. Again, you know that you know the rules. When you jump on here, press one lets me know you're here. Press two lets me know you shared it. We're talking about the money. Show me the money. And if you're California, I've got $10,000. And in, in fact, the organization here, the Housing Affordability Fund has $10,000 to grant you true grant, no repayment. So if you are in the market and you are asking for a closing cost assistance when you write your offer, call your agent and say, hey, are you a realtor number one? Because you've got you've to use a realtor. Not all realtors, uh, excuse me, not all agents are realtors, but all realtors are agents. Get it? But don't bump. Thank you, thank you, Glenda says, too. I've shared it. Wonderful. Okay, let's jump into this. And I've talked about this before, right? So let before I jump into the criteria and, and the program criteria and, and who are the partners, how you can access this money, I've already given you a clue. What was that? What was one of my clues? Number one, you had to work or be represented by whom? A realtor. Drop that in the comments below. A realtor. Why? Because not all agents are realtors and not all real and all realtors are agents. All right. So, yep, got it. Realtor. Realtor. Yes, realtor. <laughs> Very good. Wonderful. Thank you, Marlo. Realtor. Glenda, realtor. Yes, that's clue number one of how to access this money. You've got to be represented by a realtor. Why? Because it's part of the California Association of Realtors Housing Affordability Fund that collects donations throughout the year 
to increase homeownership and specifically for underserved communities. In fact, I might think my, my, my guy here, Leon Townsend, may have something to do with this. Uh, Leon, if you're here, I know you're out there doing your thing, brother, but I want to commend you. He's president-elect for the uh, uh, president-elect for the California Black Real Estate Professionals. Kudos to him doing his thing. So wonderful seeing how we can continue to uh, uplift, empower our communities. Okay, I like it. We got to good speed here. So let's talk about. Uh, here we go program criteria and you can listen you can screenshot as you're following along we'll go about uh, 20 minutes here 20 minutes into the show and we'll wrap up and if you have any questions again you can send me an email or you can text me right you can send me an email you can send a text I'll leave my information at the end so what's the program uh, criteria big one big one this definition called first-time homebuyer and what does this mean I say this all this time I'm always describing this to you all what does this mean what does home first-time homebuyer mean I'm closing out my window so that my computer doesn't get upset at me it's like you're running all these apps <laughs> got multiple monitors happening here so what does it mean it says mean an individual who an individual and all co-buyers on the property purchase contract if any so here's where this caveat is right because it's not you plus someone else who already has a property and they're co-signing for you or they're a co-buyer or a co-borrower this is not going to work because if they are a non-occupant excuse me if they are a first time if they already have a property meaning they have been writing off the mortgage interest deduction in the last three years they have ownership interest then they are not by this guideline and definition not a first-time home buyer so very very uh, this is going to be a lot more restrictive and limiting than HUD's guideline of a first-time home buyer so they've set their rules means an individual and all co-buyers on the property purchase contract who has no ownership interest how much interest a third a quarter in the last three years how many years no zero so zero interest in a property in the last three years now you may say to me and this I always get these complex questions what if I'm on my mother's house right but I don't live there you know we added me just in case she passes away you know and then it just you know the property avoids probate and it rolls over to me what about that and I want to use that I would say schedule a consultation <laughs> schedule a consultation because if you have complex scenarios that require a couple things right estate planning where you're going to need legal advice and a legal team and I will always disclaim I am not here giving you legal advice or tax advice seek your professionals right your licensed professionals tax advisor your legal team your property insurance advisors your doctors your PCP talk to those professionals <laughs> okay number two this is such a long list but here's why because this definition of underserved has broadened over the years broadened so underserved community means who one people of color two 
persons who are homeless or otherwise experiencing housing instability. Now, here's the thing. As we get through this, I would love to hear your comments and feedback about this expanded definition. Does it work for us? Is it helping us? Is it hurting us? Let's talk about this, right? Three, persons with disabilities, physical or mental, particularly persons living in housing with one or more qualities of an institutional setting. Institutional setting. What does that mean? Hmm. We'll come back to that. Persons leaving institutions. What does that mean? Hmm. We'll come back to that. Or persons at risk of inst institutionalization. So it feels like I'm hearing our marginalized population, our at-risk population, uh, our re-entry citizens, meaning they were incarcerated once upon a time, they have exited incarceration and they're re-entering society. Uh, those, that's what comes to mind, right? Four, persons living in impoverished areas or experiencing persistent poverty or inequality, including historical wealth disparities as compared to majority groups. Wow, that's a heavy definition. Heavy definition. And so they are really targeting those who have been, sounds like systematically and institutionally left out. You Do you gather that too? Okay, let's continue. The lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, transgender and queer the LGBTQ plus persons are also expanded in this group of underserved communities. Questions, thoughts, comments, and feedback. I'm going to give you a second there to pause and marinate that. Does this work? Is this helping? Does it capture everyone in terms of underserved community? If you don't voice your thoughts, if you're not heard, then we don't know how to help. I mean, for the greater part, we've seen it, right? This civil unrest and uprising has been clear that we're having this uprising because of the disparities of what certain groups have experienced, right? Socioeconomic injustices, historical injustices, and it snowballs, right? That's, that's what it's, it's bubbled over is what we're seeing. And this is the discussion we were having in our uh, our youth classes, I teach real estate uh, to our youth groups. And if you yourself either run an organization or have an access uh, have access to a youth organization or youth group, uh, listen, I am happy to come in and talk about our real estate uh, series. With that being said, I do want to mention that today's show is sponsored by Real Estate 100, the teen and millennial home buying experience. Listen, while you think about this definition, we'll be back, right? We'll be right back after a short commercial break. Okay, welcome back. Let's continue. Program criteria. We're talking about the program criteria for what? The down payment, not down payment, excuse me, closing cost assistance. 
Closing cost assistance can be an additional anywhere from $6,000 to $15,000 or more depending on your purchase price. Lots of money. That's not including your down payment. So easily you would need about twenty dollars to thirty, dollars almost $40,000 to get your foot in the door. We're talking about California. If you have questions specifically, please let me know what your jurisdiction is uh, so that I can defer, refer you over to the proper uh, resource and information because every state has their local housing agency every state has their own down payment program and down payment assistance and closing cost assistance program today we're talking about California why because this program launched February 1st and it's a sort of a big deal right now because get in listen get in there is money available and it's ten thousand dollars to help with your closing costs so now we talked about persons in terms of who are the eligible persons, let's talk about the property. What type of property? And this is so important because oftentimes we get confused of what we can use the money to buy. Okay, so we can buy what? What can we purchase? What is our acquisition uh, uh, option? So the property being purchased, it says by recipients, that's you, if you are going to utilize this program, must be a single family residence single family that means not commercial so there you're not going to be able to do five units or more with this nope not going to happen that includes manufactured homes or mobile home if affixed to property let's talk about this mobile home thing because this is now becoming the step in to the step up it used to be back in the day you can buy a small home and then go into your bigger home. But now it's mobile home, manufactured home, condo, townhome, single family. If you're able to bypass those steps and jump into single family and level up, kudos to you. Kudos to you because California's market is aggressive. I was gonna say vicious, but it's not. It's just aggressive. It's what it is. It's what's happening right now. So let's rethink this definition of first-time home buyer let's rethink this definition of getting your foot in the door right because really at the end of the day beginning and during of the day think about you need a place to live if you're paying rent you're not building equity and there's a lost opportunity on locking in your property at these low interest rates relatively low it's funny because I, I, as I'm looking at the properties that I'm selling, my clients are downsizing their needs, they're relocating, uh, you know, the property's done well for them. And they're deciding, you know, they don't want to pass it on. And their children are older, have their own homes. And so given those scenarios, they're deciding, well, this is a great nest egg for me. And so when I look at their history of when they purchase, it is mind boggling that, you know, back in the day, we're talking about the 30s, uh, excuse me, the 60s, 50s and 60s, that they purchased these properties for like 16,000, right? 16,000, but what were the rates back then? Some crazy number, some outrageous number. So today, let's focus on rethinking home ownership right so rethink home can you hashtag drop that in the comments below rethink home because we have to it's like rethink FICO you've got to rethink what that means your FICO scores rethink home 
is what we need to do as well. Our definition of home. It should be okay. It should not be this thing that you are dissuaded from if manufactured home is the way to go. And they've got some great communities. Mobile home, that being affixed to property means affixed to the land. Because I sometimes get text messages and people say, oh my gosh, this property is 30000 or 60000 right? 90000 Yes, but it has a land lease of 1600 a month on top of your mortgage. So usually those are cash purchases because most lenders are not going to finance mobile home purchases unless it's affixed to the land, meaning runs with the land, and there isn't some crazy land lease attached to it. So look at that. Look at whether there's a land lease to it if we're talking about manufactured or mobile homes. A single family residential unit in a condominium qualifies. Okay, to go condo, be mindful of those HOA fees as it affects your budget. HOA fees do increase over time. And something to think about. In fact, I'll just do a segment on eight, uh, condos and HOA. You can do a whole talk about that. Cooperative or planned unit developments. Same thing, those planned unit developments will have those uh, association fees as well. And it just comes with covering the amenities for the community as well. And I'm not dissuading, I'm just saying, let, you know, be mindful as you are ironing out your budget because this money only covers your closing costs, not recurring costs, right? Not recurring costs such as your mortgage, your property taxes, the insurance, uh, 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 HOA or HOD fees. And then it also says, or a single family residential unit within a, ooh, I like this. Anyone else? Ooh, I like this. Single family residential unit within a one to four unit property. So that means you can use this money to buy income property. Can you drop in the comments below income property? Hello? Uh, multifamily? Can you say multifamily? I can. I can say multifamily. <laughs> multifamily. So that means you can purchase one to four units and use this down payment grant excuse me closing cost grant it's because i talk about dpa all the time closing cost closing cost cc closing cost grant you can use this ten thousand dollars closing cost grant to pay towards your closing costs right wonderful thank you marlo multifamily get it <laughs> so we and that's usually what most people are focused on right now we're going to talk about that because uh, for those of you who are either investing or you already have property and your landlords and you are in california in a state such as california what is happening is guess what um the california tenant protections or moratorium protections have been extended not only through next year which is 2023, but tenants repayment of back due rent or any owed rent, they in fact have until February 7th of 2024 to pay any back due rent. So if you're in California and you've got tenants, uh, there's a lot of rules and stipulations about you cannot 
say, okay, I'm going to sell you as a buyer. I'm a buyer. My lender says that my loan, uh, my type of loan says I have to occupy this property within 60 days. There's tenants, so you've got to go. Uh-uh. California says, I don't care about what your loan says. I don't care what your lender says. Uh, we've got to protect tenants. We've got to keep people from being homeless. We've got to, you know, we're in a pandemic, so not going to happen. So be very mindful in this climate in investing in multifamily. Be mindful. Moving on. Moving on. The purchase property must not have an affordable housing deed restriction that limits recipients' ownership rights in the property's equity or create shared equity home ownership. Let's talk about this because this is a lot of verbiage, but guess what this means? Most do not understand what down payment assistance is. And that's what it does. It creates shared equity. So if you are going to use a local organization who gives you a down payment assistance, what they stipulate oftentimes is that you are going to uh, they are going to share the equity when you refinance or sell that house. What does that mean? It's not free money. They're going to get their money back and some. Could you imagine? They give, they help you out on the front end and they give you twenty thousand, but then you sell that house on the back end and they're getting like sixty thousand. Talk about investing. <laughs> That's why oftentimes when people use DPAs or down payment assistance, it's oftentimes a negative equity scenario because you can be layered with three loans, right? So it's the purchase price, the first mortgage, then there's the down payment, and then there's a third silent loan to cover part the rest of the down payment because if you only have six thousand dollars you've got great job stability you have these compensating factors like you've been on the job for a while um you've improved your credit you know you're improving life budget and finances and the underwriter says yes we'll give the loan yes you meet the uh, eligibility for the down payment assistance and they layer up your loans you're layered up this is what happens is that you have now a restrictive deed which they do record a deed and they record an interest they say now we uh, are part owner or that this house can only be sold and i had this removed out of off of my client's property uh, when she purchased it and the restrictive deed for housing affordable uh, housing affordability says something like this it says that this house can only be sold to lmi purchasers LMI stands for low to medium income buyers. That is a housing affordability deed restriction. So this is saying, hey, you cannot get this grant for a property that is has that or you are using down payment assistance that creates share, shared equity. And it says, and you can't use it if you're being prevented from retaining the full benefits of property appreciation or equity gains so see that's the part folks are missing and this is the first time I'm hearing it presented in this way when we're talking about grant money that's how you know it's true grant it means nothing is attached no strings attached it truly wants to give you an option to use this money and get your foot in the door let's continue 
It says the recipient's income must be no more than 120% of the area median income as set forth by uh, Federal Housing Finance Agency. And so that's a good part of a lot of these communities and areas. You, you, can, you can expect to, to, to know a lot of people would qualify. And then it says recipient must be left with no more than 20000 in savings after the purchase. And I get that, right? Because if you have still resources and funds to make the purchase, to cover down payment and closing costs, then you're in a better position than most people who do not have closing costs, funds to cover their purchase. Um, the recipient must be represented by who? A realtor in the transaction. And the recipient must certify that they intend. So certify usually means there's going to be an affidavit that you are going to sign that says that you intend to move into the property within 60 days of close of escrow. And what? Occupy. Drop that in the chat below. Occupy. This is what I was just talking about. So don't think you're going to purchase multifamily and they've got a tenant in there. And guess what? They're telling you, oh, it's going to be delivered vacant. It's going to be delivered vacant and you close escrow and you still have that person in there and now you're being told you can't get them out guess what you now have an issue with this because now this is potentially breach of the the terms of this grant and the terms of your loan big mess right so in a perfect world you're going to occupy in 60 days you intend to occupy mean it's going to be your primary residence you're going to move in and you will be there for at least how many years three years three years it says three years that's the rule intend and that's an affidavit that you complete with your closing doc paperwork let's continue it says the recipient must have used financing either a government or conventional gse loan gse stands for what if you've been watching my show for some time you know what gse stand for if you watch my show for some time what does gsd uh, stand for I'll wait <laughs> I won't do that to you you're like Lisa I'm, I'm trying to watch you before I get off of work I'm doing so many things <laughs> I'm just I'm driving Lisa okay I'll give you the answer GSE stands for government sponsored enterprise so that's your FHA loan insured loans your VA your veteran administration so your vet loans your USDA loans which means the United States Department of Agriculture uh, that provides loans for rural purchases those are great I have not done one but I know people who have so if you are in a rural area they have loans uh, specifically for that so GSE government sponsored enterprise is what that what that means so use one of those loans or a conventional loan Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae as on that side as well it says to purchase you would have had to use one of those loans usually you are because if you're first-time home buyer usually people go the FHA insured route oftentimes when you hear first-time home buyer that's what people associate as the FHA loan FHA is not a lender it's an insurer Okay, it's important to know the language, know what you're getting yourself into. And uh, it says to purchase the property and must not have paid all cash for the purchase. So if you're using Bitcoin, ain't going to work. You can't get some money. No Bitcoin. <laughs> 
because on the last episode we talked about right trying to use cryptocurrency to purchase the mortgage industry said no they are not having it they will not allow you to use cryptocurrency unless you convert it and exchange it to fiat to US dollars the market with uh, crypto is too volatile for them to even consider it as part of your assets and your income but guess what they will do they sure will consider it part of your debt I didn't make the rules go back and check out that episode we it was short and sweet and I think great information especially if you are in the crypto space uh, great information for you to learn and share and then it says exceptions may be allowed subject to grantors prior written approval if the recipient used any alternative financing okay so that means they have discretion they have the discretion to make an exception if you use some other type of financing uh, and not went with the GSEs Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae restrictions what does that mean who cannot who cannot use this realtors you're not eligible <laughs> you can't use it directors officers and employees of car neighborhood partners you can't use it and each respective subsidiary and affiliates and members of their family so spouse children parents and siblings y'all can't use it either are not eligible so that's unfortunate but listen I get it because it's part of our community that have donated to make an impact to those outside of our cir circle and our network okay so who's offering this money so again I'm talking about California and before I finish and if you're out of state I will show you where you can go find money and programs for down payment assistance and your local agencies and so forth so hang in there we're talking about California because this program launched on February 1st so your program partners are uh, neighborhood partnership housing services that's in the Inland Empire Riverside and San Bernardino uh, for the Bay Area Alameda Contra Costa and Sonoma that's Richmond neighborhood housing services and for LA LA County that would be neighborhood housing services of Los Angeles comments questions and feedback how are you feeling about that thumbs up you find this information helpful uh, while you do that I'm going to go over here and we are going to find out let's see here uh, we talked about HUD home store on our last section we on our last episode we talked about purchasing HUD homes right because if you're in the market and you feel like you're being beat out you're like oh, I just can't catch a break Lisa it's vicious out here right if you feel like it's vicious out here then what we talked about on our last uh, episode is I said well you should check out the exclusive listing periods for HUD homes right so HUD homes notice here special programs good neighbor next door that's an option okay and this they have this option for whom opportunities for law enforcement officers firefighters what am I reading I'm reading right here if you are in this network and this circle emergency medical technicians EMTs right and teachers to purchase homes in these communities so good neighbor next door find a professional find a team it says where how listen you can look right here 
right here. You can even locate your HUD broker. Broker search. Where? List. Your state. City. To find where they are. They will have access to these resources and the money. Okay? With that, I say, listen. You've been great. This has been great. And again, if you need to reach out specifically about some scenario, a unique situation, feel free to send me an email, call or text. I'll read it out loud for those of you who are uh, listening to us on the radio podcast. 323-488-3265. That's 323-488-3265. And if you need some goodies like that home ownership, home homeowner success guide send me an email lisa at lasuperagent.com for our homeowners guide to success and if you haven't checked already i believe it may have expired but you can have access to your credit report for free this was happening during the pandemic you should visit if you haven't done it already annualcreditreport.com go to annualcreditreport.com and grab your free credit reports from all three credit bureaus. Who? Experian, Equifax, TransUnion. In fact, uh, Experian just settled out their settlement. Uh, this was litigation for their breach. Uh, apparently, I got looped in that and it has affected me. In fact, my my social has showed up on dark web so i'm i've got all kind of layers and security that when i open accounts or people are calling it's 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 not fun but i say be mindful in protecting your information as best you can breaches happen but because of that breach i now have uh credit monitoring for as part of that settlement uh, for the next four years so you may have been part of that i think you have until June 1st, 2022 to register and sign up. Take advantage of it because it is not fun to have people using your uh, social, your ID and information to uh, reap some benefits and do some scandalous things and, and just some horrible things in terms of leaving you with, with a mess to clean up. So check that out. It was free during the pandemic. It would have expired in uh, April but they may have extended it, okay? So, this has been fun. Have a powerful and productive week. I'll see you next time on our another, information, another informational pack episode of Ready, Set, Real Estate. Bye.